It's the one place in all of the internet where you'll find four guys talking pro wrestling way too seriously. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster, Brandon Linton, and WWE superstar AJ Francis. This is Jobbing Out. What's up? What's up? What's up? Hi, hello, what's up? It's uh, Jobbing Out. I didn't have time to think of an episode number because we had to start early. I'm sorry, it's what it is. We're on okay, the f- it's going to be an explosive episode. Well, <laughs> not, not bad. There is a lot to cover on this week's episode of Jobbing Out. We don't have a lot of time to do it. Plus, um, I'm really excited Santana Jackson is scheduled to join us. He, we, we've Santana Jackson has been... Um, like a, a darling of the, the the social media world for some time. He is, of course, the incredible performer out of Vegas who wrestles like legitimately as Michael Jackson, which makes sense because his other job is also to be Michael Jackson as a performer. Um, I've wanted to talk to him. Yeah, right? It's a great fit. I've wanted to talk to him for a while, but, you know, I just never thought about it, and something was going viral again this weekend, and I said, right that guy i want to talk to him so we reached out and he said he would be happy to come on so we're scheduled to do that today but there's a lot to talk about beforehand and i honest to god don't even know where to begin because it, it was a busy week this week it was an eventful week this week there was a lot of bad there was a <laughs> lot of bad there was some good too there was a lot yeah. of, there was a lot of bad there was a lot of bad you want to go chronologically? Start on SmackDown. I don't even. SmackDown. It feels like it's seven years ago. I don't well, even remember the, the what thing happened. That you oh, want right. That couldn't happen. Well, no, happened. I I said shouldn't happen and didn't think was no, going no, no, to happen. No, 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 no. You said they don't do this. In this no, they, era. and they don't, and so I'm stunned by it. Correct. I'm, I stand Does by everything Brock I said Lesnar before. Have a title for the past. No, it's still hour. insane. It's insane. It doesn't change the fact that it's insane. None of that. None of what you're going to say is going to change that it's insane. That you would want major media to promote that you have a match coming up, and then suddenly say to people that don't understand at all anything about professional wrestling, well, maybe you might hear there's a chance that that match might not be happening. It's insanely stupid. Don't fucking announce the match. It's not hard. I think, I think the difference is that you were saying this is what they should do or shouldn't do, and I was saying this is what they're going to do. Well, like, and this is what I, they I, do. Here's yeah. the thing. Like, this is what they've done, with the exception of Brock Lesnar. In the, not, he, you keep saying this. You're making it Brock Lesnar. In the major media era... When they Which have wanted what? major media, and you can say that coincides with Brock Lesnar, and that's I was going to say, the only person who hasn't defended his title is Brock Lesnar. And, and you can say that that's because that's the only major match, and that's fine, but the fact is that... How many times, how many times first of all, how many times have they done Fastlane? Uh, the past five years, they've done Fastlane, or, so, you know, they did Roadblock one year. Yeah, but Roadblock, like, wasn't, a, Roadblock wasn't a real paper. But the paper one year, they literally, they literally jeopardized the Triple H-Roman Reigns match by putting Triple H-Dean Ambrose. Yeah, that, that Roadblock, yes. 
that was and that but, but roadblock wasn't even a real pay-per-view it was Ro- the same thing as Fastlane. It, it, no, no no it, it was, was different Fastlane. for Fastlane. no 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 because roadblock at the no time was back year, so they had Fastlane in february and at, they had roadblock when they March. did that then they were treating it different than pay-per-views because you literally couldn't get it on pay-per-view it was just a quote-unquote wwe either yes you can you can get everything still on pay-per-view everything is still available on pay-per-view no one would do I that though because exclusive on peacock they say that because that's what they say because they want you to go to oh. peacock they don't do paper they don't advertise pay-per-view anymore at the time well, they were this still... isn't exclusive to peacock either it's on the wwe network as well right they at the time were still doing you can get this on the wwe network or pay-per-view because pay-per-view was still a thing they advertised they made it very specific that at that point it was only a wwe network thing which was no different than all these other things that we treated as glorified house shows that was goldberg Goldberg won the title at a fast lane. Yeah, at a fast true. lane, not at roadblock. At fast lane, he did. Well, fast, right. at fast it's the lane. same concept, though. We're, I mean, we're you ta- can try we're to about, this is fast lane that we're talking about, right? I now. understand that. It's still insane. This is dumb. It's flat dumb. It, there's Daniel no getting Bryan, around it. Daniel Bryan defended his championship before Kofi Mania. Wait, but Kofi Mania wasn't what they were trying to promote in the media. They weren't. I mean, we knew that that. I, so, like they well, weren't I trying to get that over. Do, do they not think this is big enough to promote in the media? Do they not think this is big enough? It, by the way, well, if that's... That's, that's, a, that's a relevant question. But, and, and if that's... The, adding Daniel Bryan to the match? That's, so both of those are relevant questions. The first thing yeah. I would say is if... And when they handle it both ways. If it ain't relevant enough, then there is... there's It's so fucking embarrassing that Edge I, I is involved with this. It's, <laughs> if it's not big enough for them to try to get the major media hype out of it, what in the flying fuck are they doing? Why in God's name would they not just do the match that made sense at WrestleMania? The only reason that Edge should be involved with this at all is if they're convinced that Edge was a massive draw. By the way, I never felt that way. But it seemed like they were convinced of that. And so, perhaps, they dipped their toes in those waters, found out no one actually gives a flying fuck about Edge, and suddenly got scared. Maybe that's the case. Maybe well, there, that there could be another answer, which is that, like we've been saying for the past month and a half, they inserted an edge problem that creates issues for the future. Right. The other and... scenario is they just have no idea what they're doing. Right. <laughs> like, well, that... well, right. And like, like in my head, I was like, what if this turns into? I'm not saying this is a good thing. I'm just saying, what if this turns into like a WrestleMania 10 scenario where Daniel Bryan gets screwed again, so then everybody has to wrestle twice. I mean, there is two nights. Like, I think everything's on the table at this point. I mean, we got, we already got the token, uh, everything's being rewritten, uh, whatever, new, uh, tip or, you know, news article or well, but the, fake uh, and well, insider. Well, I think Raw has whatever. made that very clear. Yeah, and I also, think that, I also think that reflects what we were talking about a week ago, which is that there is an imbalance. There, there are people on one show that you're like, what are they doing? There are people on the other show that are stars, and we're like, what are they doing? They, they have a problem right now. And, and by the way, Edge is the problem. <laughs> like, nobody wants to admit He's that. one of the problems. I He's, mean, the other problem is, is, I don't know about you guys, but I had a very, I had a moment of clarity this week. And, I, and maybe this is dumb, and I should have realized this, like, months ago. SmackDown is clearly the focus and better show now and it's not even a little bit it's, it's like been that way yeah, it's for, been that way for a while but i think yeah. it's a, a lot more apparent now with the juggling of the title situation like i i think now it's just been exposed even further like i've always felt that like of course they're replacing the emphasis because of the situation but now it's just flat out obviously not just the focus but it's better 
Like it's bone. Okay. So here's the know. thing. For since the didn't we pandemic, have a minute where we felt Raw kind of came back and was... yeah, well, yes, in in the pandemic era with Randy Orton carrying the load, we felt that that was being very great. Now with Randy Orton out of the title picture, moving with this thing with the Fiend, they're really as much as you know we like Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre has done as good a job as he could possibly have done. There really hasn't been much sizzle with him. I would, I would, I would, I would only disagree to the extent that Drew McIntyre past post second title win, right? Post defeating Randy Orton, which was the highest moment, they had a real chance to make that a thing, right? Like that they just didn't have a challenger, so that that's the only and, reason. And, I would and that goes with that. and well, that that goes back to the imbalance well, that we're why talking he said about. They had a chance. They had a real opportunity okay. after Drew McIntyre recaptured the belt. They had a real chance to be hot again. Instead, they Goldberged. Instead, they fucked themselves and made it utterly and completely irrelevant and then made a, a complete shit show out of everything. Right. But I, I think overall, like the title picture for the past year has been not, it hasn't been the hottest thing, I'll just say. And part of it is because of the lack of fans and Drew McIntyre for a reign of that needs fans. And because of that, the entire show is now lesser. Um, I, I think that's oversimplifying it, but I, I get no, what you're no, saying. I, mean, yeah. I gotta be honest reason, with you. But... It, it feels like a more recent issue than a year issue. Like, I feel like it's ebbed and flowed over the year, but I think if you're talking the past month, absolutely. I, I think that with the exception of the Drew McIntyre, Randy Orton program, it has largely felt that way. Because yeah, everything that, after... Wait, when Drew was right. in that against Dolph like, Ziggler and stuff. But, but and again, then, part did that last for half the year? Three months. It was Summer you know, SummerSlam. That's long was enough first... to say, that's long enough to say okay. that it... Hang that's on. three months out of a year. And there's a lot of different factors that we're including in here. Like, everything was difficult until the Thunderdome came around. I mean, like, everything from when the pandemic began to the start of the Thunderdome sucked. I mean, nobody was doing... also because Roman Reigns didn't come back till the Thunderdome right. came. Right. Nobody was doing any good work anywhere. Right. We, we kind of have to be willing to acknowledge that, except for Asuka. Asuka was the only performer in the world. Alien, Sasha. They were, they were good. There was I mean, a couple like, things. There was, it, yeah. it was really bleak. I mean, it was just really bleak. From the start of the pandemic to the introduction of the Thunderdome, it was a really bleak time in all of professional wrestling. AEW was we were, shit, too. We were also comparing Raw to SmackDown when SmackDown was doing the Braun Bray stuff, which was just got off. Yep, it was yeah. just doing it for the sake of Fair. doing it, correct, and just trying to move things along. Um, this is, is, look, what's happening now is utterly and completely a mess. It's a mess that that is their own making. They didn't... Doing a Drew McIntyre Sheamus match makes sense. It doesn't make sense doing it after you just had Drew McIntyre beat Sheamus. Like, it, there's just, it, I don't know what they're doing. And obviously, we'll get to the bigger problem that happened on Raw here in a second, which was just <laughs> un, unfathomable. Um, it, w- what we're really alluding to, and this might be the nature, the, the, I, I, the only thing I'm willing to give them credit over is this might be a moving target. Of them not really knowing what WrestleMania was going to look like, not really knowing how many people are going to be there, not really knowing how many days it was going to be, and, all that and not really knowing if they could justify spending the money to bring in certain talents because of it, right? Like, did they have plans that involved Brock Lesnar? Did they have plans that involved John Cena? Did they have plans that involved insert name here, Dwayne Johnson, whoever it is? I don't even Goldberg. Sure, as even Goldberg. I mean, yeah. yeah, I would hope that it wasn't, but sure, why the hell not? They're throwing Goldberg. Did they have those types of plans? 
and how much has a moving target impacted their ability to just zero in? That doesn't justify any of it. Let me make that clear. You got to have, if you know the target's moving and you're not certain of, of certain things, you better be able to have a really strong backup plan to go to. And that's abundantly clear that they had no idea what they were doing at any point, and they're just making it up as they go along. The edge thing is a mess. It's a mess. There is, there's just yeah, nothing. I mean, yeah, Glenn, Glenn, I mean, you're right. Like, the indictment here is that all of those things are fine, if, that was, if that's the case, but they have the pieces to create a relevant show. Like, it's not like they need those people to do something, uh, to do something interesting. They have enough people to do something interesting, they just didn't do it. <laughs> I mean, no, I mean there's there's, there's no world in which Roman Reigns Edge or Roman Reigns Edge Daniel Bryan is better than just doing a Roman Reigns Daniel Bryan match at WrestleMania. There's you can't. There is but nothing you can do. I can't even be do. mad about that because of how messy it is on the other side. Well, I mean, the th- side. that doesn't make this good. <laughs> like, no, it let's, doesn't, but it let's not go there. In, it seems good in comparison, to be I, honest. I mean, with the, you. I, what I would say is that on the other side, I actually would argue that on the other side, it looks like it's cleaning up. I mean, it does look like on the other side, you are cleaning up to Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre. It's just but awkward the way that you're cleaning up to get there and everything that you've done. I'll compare it to what the insanity of the fallout of the NXT women's tag team titles, which is what what the f <laughs> is that? Um, you're, you're making your own messes for the sake of making your own messes. Now, can you ultimately get to where you need to go right now? I I think you're ultimately going to get there on raw. I think you're going to get a heel Bobby Lashley versus babyface Drew McIntyre match at WrestleMania. And that should be pretty good. That, that like that alone should work. Does it explain anything that you did the last few weeks? Nope. Not at all. Does not make a lick of sense. But I if think you're going to get there. If this matches in two there. weeks, I'm cheering hard for Bobby Lashley. But it's not in two weeks. I, I and I understand that, and you can. I'm just saying right now, like, not only is Bobby Lashley a face, he's a strong face. You can change it, but I just want to make it clear, like, he is incredibly like. I I don't they, disagree. They didn't go much further to fix that on Monday. Did I they? don't I don't disagree with it whatsoever. I think you can get there. And by the way, if they don't, I'll react to it then. I make sure that I'll react by accordingly. The way, like unless they change something next week, they're doing exactly the thing that you didn't want them to do. Except he's holding the belt. Like he's still feuding with the Miz. He just has the title. Yeah, I mean that so is. Unless they, I, I think he put Miz to rest. But I mean, I guess here's well, the question: so. How do you? So we we all agree that Bobby Lashley is super likable right now. Okay, but Drew McIntyre as champion, what does he do to become? But I think Drew McIntyre's promo started to lay the foundation for that, which is you remind everyone that he got the belt in the chicken shit way, and that you have to go down that route of him being. Look, it doesn't make him look. But you're also going. That's the thing. Are you turning Bobby Lashley into chicken shit? Because right now they're creating him as a bulldozer, and as we know, we like badass. I know, and I think that's a mistake because we're going to continue like badasses. I thought that was why Drew McIntyre's promo was really important. For what it's worth, I think it might have been one of the better promos that Drew McIntyre has cut. And you know, I I've had struggles up and back and forth with Drew McIntyre, but I thought that was really good for laying the foundation for him being the guy that we want to root for to beat Bobby Lashley because it was a reminder that it was utterly. Bogus, ch- skit. he was completely chicken shit in saying, I want the title, but I don't want to go through you to get the title. It's cowardly, 100%. 100%. He's a coward. It was a great promo, but they're doing two other things because Fastlane's so fucking important. They're doing two other things, so they can't completely drive it home right now. I do think, 
By the way, how ironic would it be if Bobby Lashley is the one who doesn't defend his belt at Fastlane? Right. How ironic would that like, like be? That's, that's what it feels like right now is he's not going to defend and there's going to be like a multi-man match for the number one contender. Well, but no, it, no Drew McIntyre's facing Sheamus. Like, that's happening. They, they, they can add to that. I mean, I guess. Or, or they but, don't have to. Or it could well, just they, be that. I mean, have, do you think they've... Oh, I get what you're saying. They can't... If Drew's going to be the guy, he can't be in the number one contender match unless that's the. I mean, if they're if they're putting him in this, you know, what 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 are the stakes for this match? There, it's a, it's a something. It's a no holds barred, or it's a whatever. It's a last man standing. Last man standing. You're not going to have him in two matches in the same night if one of them's a last no, man standing. So, so you make that the official number one contender. Match. Which is which is fine. I think you can get there, and I thought the I I really did think that was an excellent promo from Drew McIntyre. I thought that was an outstanding promo, and why I am more. Why I say I have more faith right now that you can get there because that gave me the hint of you being able to get there. Again, does not it does not forgive any of the insanity of the last month in any way. It's been bonkers, but at least it gave me a vision of you can get there. The work can be done, and Drew McIntyre can do it. Um, and so I'm I'm on board with that for now. As always, reserve the right. I don't my, know. My, I, I don't my, know what's My biggest concern, time. though, is just um, at the same time, they're also, and I think it's because they want to make, you know, Drew look like the, like a true hero by defeating the super monster. The problem is if, if you're calling him cowardly and you're making Lashley look as big of a monster as they are, and I think that's continuing, I think that's intentional, that's where it gets tricky to me. Because I mean, mon- if he keeps being monsters, a monster... Monsters can also be cowards. You just have to remind them that they're cowards, right? Like... Somebody can be big and massive and still be chicken shit. Like that can no, work. No, I, I under no, and I understand that. But like, part of the story, at least in in my mind, that they're trying to tell is like when Drew wins, it's going to be a big deal because he's de- he's beating this unstoppable force, and uh, an unstoppable force is trickier to do what you want to do. Well, I think that's why if it's going to be an unstoppable force, you have to remind everybody that he's a coward. Like, I, I think you have to do that. And and by the way, I think that you can do this another way. I think you could line up next week. If we all assume... God, Jesus Christ. If we all assume that Braun Strowman <laughs> is... And Shane McMahon is at WrestleMania, for fuck's sake. You could line something up, say, next week, where Braun Strowman wants the championship match and where Bobby Lashley you know, goes back to Shane McMahon and avoids Braun Strowman and maybe faces, you know, insert whoever you want to insert instead, right? Like, um, no, Cedric Alexander is like, going to be my opponent. At or the Miz or something. Whoever it's going Morrison. to be, right? Yeah. Like, you could do something along those lines to continue to paint the the cowardly side of this leading up to WrestleMania. Still allow him to look strong and to look like a monster and tough to defeat, but also still play up the side of it where he's 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 a coward at the same time. We'll see. Again, they if you want my bet, they'll probably fuck it up, Aaron. You're right. They'll probably <laughs> fuck it up. But I'm just pointing out that you can't. Now you tell me what's the best thing for them to do on the SmackDown side of things. Honestly, out of the options we have right now, I'll take the triple threat. I'll take me the too, triple threat. I think it's the only thing you can do now. I, I don't think there's another option at this point. I think the uh, only the way, thing you can if do. There was, if there was, fa- well, wait, there will be fans at WrestleMania. But I was going to say, if there were fans right now, could you a fucking imagine them jobbing out Daniel Bryan at Fastlane now? Oh, it'd like, be, you can't it'd be do a that horrendous. Now. Well, I mean, you can is if the goal, oh, oh, God. If the goal is they want Edge to be a crowning hero, that's absolutely what you do here. Because you make it so we're 
but, livid but, at Roman Reigns. But but that doesn't work. What we're really livid about is that Daniel Bryan isn't in the match. I understand. Yeah, the reality era, my friend. Yeah, right. <laughs> like that's what we. This is Boo Ray Mysterio at number thirty land. Right. Like, we don't. We we don't want Batista saving the day. <laughs> we want. Like you you just had the man go through a fucking insane match and then get killed in three seconds because he couldn't compete. Then, if you have him lose the way Kevin Owens has been losing at Fastlane, man, I don't want to be have fans at WrestleMania at that match. I, I mean, I, do you want Edge to get booed? I mean, I, mean, I always thought that was a problem anyway. I always thought that was a potential problem anyway. Well, it's a anyway, bigger problem if you take the one motherfucker, like maybe two, one of the two guys that you shouldn't have anywhere near this shit is him and Kevin Owens, right? Like, <laughs> didn't did they... they obviously knew that about the chamber like get kevin owens out of here like pin him right away like okay this is over but then they did the daniel bryant thing and then i thought okay well they could say he's hurt or something but they keep doing the daniel bryant thing like how do you make this go away without it affecting like without him being involved without it affecting what you're trying to do i just don't I, I think it's a bad idea. I think in their world, they think because there is no fans right now, because there won't be a fans for a month after Fastlane. But at they can get other fans. Right. But but if you're saying that there's a month removed and Daniel Bryan has definitively okay. been removed from the title picture for a month, they can get away with it. I don't know if that's true, but I think well, that's what they're I, thinking. I think the one caveat is that Daniel Bryan isn't on WrestleMania. Like, that you... The story you tell is that he's going to break his neck or something. And that and the Edge can relate to that, and that's why he comes out to save him. And then Daniel Bryan's just not on WrestleMania. If you have a two-night mania without Daniel Bryan, that's a problem. Oh, it's a huge problem. But I'm just <laughs> that's saying, a like, fucking I problem. Why, how, I, I just don't know where this is. I don't know. I don't know why you do this if you're not planning on having him involved I, in some way. I, I'm, that's where I am. I think you have to. I think you have to. I don't think you have a choice. I think you have to at this point, which goes back to the question of why is Edge involved? <laughs> why in the world is Edge involved? Why did you screw this up? And the answer might be nothing more than because we screwed it up. I mean, there's just there is no logic to I Edge's is involvement. There, is there a pr- possible? Nah, he just went an hour in the Rumble, even though he did lay there for half the time. I'm just wondering, like, is it possible that they did this and then realized? We can't Physically, get the match we want out of Edge. Uh, maybe I don't know. I mean, I'm not. I'm not going to say it's impossible. It does. I mean, Edge could have been like, "I'm not taking these fucking spears through uh, barriers and stuff." I mean, I, somebody maybe, else has I to know. be in the match, so they take they take all of the big yeah. spots. Yeah, I mean, that's possible. I mean, it 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 definitely goes back to why is Edge a wrestler? You're then, right. like, why are we doing any of this? <laughs> I mean, there's just no way of getting around any of this. This doesn't make any sense. This is really bad. Like, and the problem is Edge. Like, it's the thing, it's the reason why I couldn't get excited about it. The problem, the problem is Edge. Edge is the problem. It's, I, I can't fix that in any way. Edge is the problem. And, you know, if you're keeping Daniel Bryan in, you have to make Edge a tweener and play up the the opportunist side of him. And so what the point is... It, what in God's name is the sake of having Tweener Edge involved in anything? Why is <laughs> well, that a thing? It, it, it almost, you read the tea leaves, it almost seems like G.A. Uso is going to try to cheat. Edge comes out to help, but inadvertently costs him the match. And that's the reason I mean, why, that, yeah, I mean, sure. I mean, that feels like what, 
otherwise it's just Daniel Bryan losing, and I don't know why you do that either. I mean, there's <laughs> like there's it's horrible. I mean, it's just horrible. There's no getting around this. Unless it's they so think, bad. like, Aaron, maybe you were saying this earlier, kind of. Unless they think if Roman Reigns just legitimately beats Daniel Bryan and there's no cheating at all. But then how do you turn... Well, no, 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 no. I think there could be cheating involved. Absolutely. I but think no, you have if, to if decimate him. About, if it's about Roman becoming a bigger and bigger heel. But the scenario but not you're cheating talking about... in a way that it's a, a legitimate match. Like, if he just, like, pokes him in the eye or... You know, like, if it's, I if don't it's like, think a it matters bullshit like, victory... Who's okay? Let Let's go back to your situation. Who's putting Daniel Bryan in the match in the, in the current kayfabe world? Who's putting Daniel Bryan in that match? Adam Pierce. Why? Why has he ever shown that he? Why was, does he do anything? I mean, I don't like know. he's. I, I I don't know that Is, like does, that. Doesn't Roman Reigns hate Adam Pierce? Didn't he beat him up? I mean, I don't know. That I feel like we're down that road far enough that you could just do that, and it would. Yeah, but they haven't stayed with that in any way. Like they haven't, they haven't revisited that. That was a that got them through two. Come on, weeks Adam and... Pierce is on Raw now. He's with Shane <sighs> in NXT apparently. Jesus for Christ! Two seconds. Yeah, but... for seconds. All right, let's. No, no, no. Adam Pierce and Shane weren't they both on SmackDown too? Didn't we're... they talk backstage or something? Maybe. I don't remember. I, Sonya, I just told no, you that was on SmackDown. it feels like it was an hour, uh, 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 say an hour ago. It feels like it was a billion hours ago. Um, I we guess a billion hours. How about that Shane promo? All right. Oh let, my God, you guys. Yeah, let's deal with it. I wait. Hold on. Thing. Hold on, Glenn. Yeah. Glenn. Yeah. I don't want to insult your intelligence. Uh huh. Um. Uh huh. I, I really. Um... Uh huh. No. What? <laughs> what do you want to say? Say it. Say what you want to say. What do you want to say? Say I, it. I don't. No, not. Just not say today. it then. Not, not today. Just say it then. What do you want to say? Okay, get on with You're it. You're stupid. <laughs> I've seen a lot of things, man. I've seen a lot of and things. And we need to do this twice tonight. And it's we, we so. To- it was so much worse, obviously, but came because it came what like the, if they if you just don't do that. <laughs> Then you have the AEW thing lingering over everyone, and and you're not the company that does that. And then you turn around one night later, and that's the, I I uh. There's, so there's two things. One, Shane McMahon is to being a performer what Chris Davis is to being a baseball player. <laughs> Secondarily, awesome at one point, and yeah. Yeah. Um. I. I, honest to God, struggled to even make fun of it as it was happening because I was completely convinced he had to be suffering a stroke. Like, I mean, I, it's the only I thing. the same thing. I, I am, was like, and is it's not, a medical condition? It's not, I'm not like, remotely kidding about it. I couldn't even make fun of it. So I started seeing, like, Brian and other people tweeting about this segment. And when we got there, I, I couldn't even, like, hang my head because I was genuinely concerned about the man's health. Like, genuinely thought... I was watching. Do you ever remember that viral video of the reporter outside the Grammys the one year that like wasn't able to talk? She, oh yeah, the, yeah, yeah. You remember that video? And then we found out it was a very specific medical condition. Like I, honest to God, thought that's what we were watching until we got the ah, he's so stupid. Which I don't know if that was pre-recorded or or what. I couldn't tell you. So I was genuinely concerned about Shane McMahon's health. Afterwards, I mean, it's it's not just there's no defending it. There's been no defending Shane McMahon for some time. There, there, Shane McMahon 
has been the absolute worst on-camera performer in all of professional wrestling for two to three years? How long back do we have to go that he's been this bad? I mean, he's been unthinkably bad to the point where you can't, you genuinely can't believe two things. I genuinely can't believe he's this bad. And again, part of it is there is a medical issue because nobody sweats this much and breathes this heavily without having some sort of medical issue. So I'm, it's just, I struggle with that side of this because I don't want to make fun of t- someone too much that cl- there clearly is a medical problem with Shane McMahon because he sweats and breathes heavy when he's not doing anything. And I don't know why they keep... The bigger issue is they keep going back to it. The bigger issue is they're watching the same thing we're watching and yet they say, you know what we should do some more of? 50 minutes of Shane McMahon on Raw. It It's... There is no defense of it. I mean, there's just not. There's no defense of this company doing this to this man. There's no defense of 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 trying to justify Shane McMahon's presence as a performer in any way. It's it's horrible. It hurts other people. I, I guess you couldn't hurt Braun Strowman that much more because before this he wasn't even on TV. But like, it sure as hell ain't helping. This is it's an abomination. There's no way around it. I, I can't even, you know what, I would love to like give you guys that rant that everybody wants, but I've given you that rant before. It's now, it really is just shameful that they keep doing this to him. Shameful. Ah, it really huh. is just shameful. shameful that somebody doesn't step in and say, guys, I, and, and, and you know, you got to pull Shane aside if he really wants to be a part of it and say, you're just not cut out for this, man. Like, you, I don't know what's going on. I don't know if it can be fixed. I don't know. You know, because I don't know what it is. I don't know what causes this, but he can't perform the way that a, a, a low-level talent would be expected to perform. I, I, celebrities perform better than Shane McMahon when they're on television. He's it, this wouldn't cut it on 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 what's the I don't even know what, what's the lowest broadcast level of professional wrestling a- MLW at this point. Like, is that yeah. is that probably? The, I mean, I just. I mean, let's just say, you know, a local indie buying time for their with their local cable station. Just wouldn't cut it there. And it's not. You know what's. Yeah. Do you know what's kind of wild? So Brian was tagging us in this, you know, wait till you see this or whatever. And I wasn't watching and I started watching and the first segment happened and I was like, I mean, that wasn't that bad. Well, like, it no. wasn't good. It was just nothing. It was no, no, just no, 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 it no. just occurred. But it wasn't what the second thing was. No, the second thing I was mean, was un- and they did both of them. <laughs> but but, the, fir- but the, the first thing I was just like, okay, like whatever, like it's stupid. But like there was nothing monumentally bad about it. It just like you said, it's just the it thing pointless, that was there. right? The second thing, I can't believe anybody thought like when you see the re- like the reports of people that say no, that's the way the segment was supposed to go off. You're like, what? Like, there wasn't an added part that said, in retrospect, that was a really bad decision or something. Like, well, but there's no part of it that's defense. Like, you can't say, hey, it was well written, but poor, poorly performed. It was, you can't say, it, like, even the point they finally got to, which is that somehow this was all supposed to be about Braun Strowman being stupid, which isn't interesting, but 
at least is a thing, right? Like, I'm, if you want to say it makes Braun more sympathetic, I will at least hear that argument, even though I don't necessarily buy it. Oh, I'm not interested in six weeks of it. I'm not interested in six weeks of Shane McMahon trying to make, I mean, of anyone. I'm not interested in six weeks of Shane McMahon doing anything, but I'm not interested in six weeks of anyone trying to make a Braun Strowman is stupid thing. I, it it just that's not compelling. That doesn't build to me towards a match that I want to see. Even if I thought the other person involved was was good, that would be a bad story. But it didn't even accomplish a bad story. Instead, it made us think this other human being was losing it. I, I didn't come away from it thinking, "Oh, what a dick Shane McMahon is." I felt as sorry for Shane McMahon as I felt for Braun Strowman. Now, part of that is the Shane McMahon problem. I, I'm. I, this is inhumane. <laughs> like I, I hate. I like. I want to be funny here, and I want to, you know, do, give you guys the content that you want, which is me losing my mind about something. But this isn't that. This really is cruel. I mean, this is a football team putting somebody back in that suffered too many concussions. This is, you know, Aaron. You care about this type of shit. Like when Ron Rivera said this week, he didn't. He wasn't comfortable with the idea of Alex Smith playing because Alex Smith nearly died on a football field, and it's really hard to get over What, what about the, the UFC guy doing the uh, interview after being DQ'd because he got kamagoyed in the face? Yeah. This th- weekend. This is cruel. It, it's cruel to keep putting Shane McMahon out there. He can't do this. Like, I... I I feel like we're talking about a child right now. Like, I feel sorry for Shane McMahon because he's being asked to do something he can't do. He can't do this. It's it's like watching a kid who's supposed to be performing in a musical concert, and they're terrible, and you can't talk about how terrible they are because they're a kid. You don't say that. You don't say, well, this guy's really bad at the clarinet. Well, clarinet, well, he's six, right? Like, you don't do that. This human being is not physically capable of doing the things required to be a performer in the WWE. It's awful that they keep throwing him out there. It's awful to him. It's obviously awful to us. None of us should have to watch this. It's not funny. It's, It's sad. We're watching a tragedy. And to your point earlier, Aaron, it's more tragic because Shane McMahon did at some point bring joy to us as a performer this is now you know it's 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 like watching i don't know it'd be like watching an 80 year old box you know what i mean like you're you're watching someone who physically can't do the thing they're supposed to do and i don't want to watch it anymore and i'm going to cut off aj here because if aj was on i know what he would say which is oh wait but you know what at wrestlemania shane being tossed around by braun will be a lot of fun and I would say, you know what? You're probably right, but it's nowhere near worth any of this. Oh, it's sure as shit not worth any of this. No, 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 no. And and it, like, I I can't even even if I bring myself to the idea that like, hey, we're still gonna get Shane McMahon jumping off something crazy, right? Like, we're still gonna get that when we finally get there. I I don't I don't know that I can have joy in it at this point, right? Like to have to watch someone be used this way for for six weeks to get to that, I. We really have to have a, a, a more open conversation. And it feels like it, it's... I, I think we need to talk about the fact that medically there's a problem with Shane McMahon. I, I, I know there are people that sweat a lot. I, AJ sweats a lot, right? Like, I understand. People sweat a lot. But this isn't sweating a lot. This is... the He can't breathe. Yeah, what... 
what was the the telling on the, the uh whatever the somebody contacted someone within WWE and there was a little tip or whatever. The telling part of that tip was they promised Shane was okay or something like that. Man. <laughs> it was like dude, the fact that you felt the need to say that it, it, is kind of fucked up. It's right? horrendous. <laughs> like it's utterly horrendous. I'm so people are mad because they were really expecting to get like me ranting right now, but We've we've gone a uh, we've gone a step too far with this, dude. Like we have gone way too far. We are taking advantage of Shane McMahon, and not for entertainment point. That, by the way, at least God, I can't believe I'm about to say this. I need to really watch my words here. Sometimes you feel like you're taking advantage of somebody, but at least it's entertaining, right? Like at least you could say, hey, we might need to have a conversation about whether or not this is okay. But people enjoy it in the process. We're taking advantage of a human being for no one's enjoyment. <laughs> no one. Except Vince. I, maybe. Like, maybe he thinks this is good. No one on the planet thinks this is good in any way, and yet we're continuing to do it, and we're doing more of did, it. Did Shane fight last year? Uh, No. It's hard for me no, to remember. Last year was the first time in four years or whatever that he hadn't fought. So do we think this is because fans are going to be there and they just want the people that, like, maybe this is the, like, well, we can't pay the other people that they, we want. They very clearly think Shane McMahon is a draw, and they have for a while. Yeah. That's why we've gotten matches like AJ Styles versus Shane McMahon, as fucking insane as that was, and and various other things. Because they think that a match against Shane McMahon is actually a big deal. They very clearly but, think that. But in front of a crowd, right? Like, not just for no... But, like, last year they didn't do it. So, t to me, that, that maybe they were going to, but they didn't because they saw that they weren't going to have audiences or whatever. Right. I, I don't know. I mean, like, to me, this... It's insane. I mean, I don't know what else there is to say about it, but... But it has to be tied to the fact that they expect to sell tickets. They think that that matters. And maybe they don't have all of the like people we mentioned earlier or don't want to pay those people on a 30,000 person WrestleMania. I, I don't know. But I mean, it's I, bizarre. I don't understand it. And I don't know how anybody could have watched what happened on Monday and said, great, let's do it again next week. I just don't. I mean, I agree with you 100 percent, but I think what they they've shown is I, I think it's probably as simple as this. They were trying to figure out something for Braun Strowman. They were like, OK, we want to do something that kind of means something. And they stumbled on Shane McMahon because they believe that Shane but McMahon it also means goes. Like, it also I know goes, there's a list we can look at and that list is going to be crazy because, you know, all of the people he fought and how long those matches were and all this. If this match is longer than five seconds. I I don't I just don't but know. What and, and here's the thing again, where AJ would be saying, "Well, you know what? He had the second best match on WrestleMania." Correct, correct. And and it has to be longer than five seconds because it has to be long enough to get to the point where he jumps off of something, right? Like you can't you you can't do a Shane McMahon match without him jumping off of something. And in order for him to jump off of something, you have to do a match that's long enough for him to get somewhere where you can just tell us. chases him right up somewhere and throws him off of it. He'll be thrown the off the, the plank in the pirate ship. Yeah, I mean, it, it'll be an image, right? Like, I mean, it's whatever. I don't I don't want to spend any more time on it. Um, is that is that going to be the cinematic match? That'd be better. I mean, I guess it would be better, but... I, I dude, I I can't. This is really, I really is hard for me to talk about, man. It's it's hard for me to. It, yeah. It just feels gross. 
The whole thing feels well, there's other stuff gross. To talk about. We can talk about other stuff. Well, we need to talk about AEW, obviously, and and uh, I don't know what's going on with Santana. Hopefully, we'll get to him, but if not, we'll just we'll just uh, we'll just switch gears. And and obviously, there's a lot to talk about when it comes to AEW this week too. So uh, we also have a shortened show. Do we need to? Is there something else in the WWE on the on the Raw or SmackDown side that we need to knock out quickly? I don't believe so. Okay. No, nothing we need to. So let's let's try to handle as much as we can everything that we've seen from AEW over the course of the last five days. And it's a lot, right? Like, it's a lot. And here's here's the best that I could say. The, the pay-per-view was fine. I don't yeah. think it was quite as good as some people. I mean, obviously, there are the people that are just AEW sycophants that would, would, would try to ignore what happened at the end, tell you it was a great pay-per-view. I'm saying ignoring what happened at the end, I think it was fine. I think... It was an okay pay-per-view. I think it was decent. I, I, you know, I, I, I struggle with it. The latter match was good, but not like particularly memorable. Um, it was a good ladder match, as ladder matches go. The the main event up until the final moment was was not. Boy, I can't. Might somehow have been oversold. Because it's really hard to live up the standard of the words "exploding barbed wire match." <laughs> At the same, they they had a couple really really fun spots. Yeah, I, I again I, I loved I loved and I I just I, I agree with you for the most part there, but I just the the uh, putting the foot on the ropes to to trigger the break with the explosion. I loved that. Spot. Right, I, I thought it was I thought it was fine to good. I didn't think it was historic. I thought it was fine to good. Somewhere in that neighborhood. Well, it, it was historic. But well, right, right. We, we'll get to that. I thought the pay-per-view itself was all fine. I, I don't. the Sting match was good. If you took the commentary Yeah, away. that, that I mean, was... We, but we have to talk about that. I can't I, I tell mean, you that it was can, good. Can I just give you an overarching thought, though, about the whole, the whole show? Yeah. Like, my overarching thought about the whole show was there was some real bad, there was some good... But I feel like every single thing that I, that was good, there's something bad about. Like every single thing that I could find bad, there's something good about, it. and everything I thought was bad, I could find something good about. Okay, I mean, I I mean, I, I don't know about it. Like, like the latter match. What was the bad? I mean, the bad was that it immediately was rendered somewhat irrelevant. They okay. blew off the match and had the guy turn. But does anybody believe this is really turning into anything? I mean, like I just. I feel like they they just did that, and they did the match, and he lost, and I, okay, he turns heel. I, I, does anyone believe he's winning the belt? Like, I don't. So well, I, well, I don't didn't. know. He didn't. It's over. <laughs> like, he gets... Well, no, he turned heel afterwards, so they're going to continue the program. But oh, I mean, he was a heel. He's been heel. Him. He's been a heel for a little while well, now. He wasn't really acting like that, though. Like They made it look like he was turning heel, and then they made the point to say he went through a different hallway did, did you not catch that? Yeah, I I caught that, but I I don't. They, they're telling you he turned heel. Yeah, I don't. He, I he don't. Went through a different hallway than he came it's in. It's fine. He but went through the one they, that Chris Jericho's coming. Yes, out they of. think that's a big deal, and they think yeah. that that's cute, and that's no one gives a shit. Like no right. one, no one cares. And they had been having but him I just, act. I'm just saying, I'm not dumb for thinking that he turned heel. Like that's what they were trying. Well, that, to They tell us. think that way, but his actions yeah. had been heelish. I, I was gonna say, for, I think everybody. Everybody assumed he was yeah, heel going into that, that match, match. That match wasn't the moment where we all of a sudden said, boy, we think this guy might be becoming a heel. That didn't happen then. That had been happening for a while, so that didn't work okay. for me. Um, the, but he, 
I do think in general, when you only have four pay-per-views a year, it is tough for the match at the pay-per-view to be what sets up a title match on television that week, right? Like, that, I think, is a difficult premise for a company that only has four of these things to do. It should be the other way around. You should be doing a match on TV to set up the match that matters on the pay-per-view, particularly when you're still trying to charge $50 to people for these fucking pay-per-views, right? Like, they shouldn't be a preview of what's to come on TV. It should be the other way around. But... As far as the match itself was concerned, it was a fine match. I yeah, mean, the it match really, was fine. Um, yeah. Ethan Page was... Did, I mean, that's a... You know, we'll go to the other problem that we'll get to, but, like, <laughs> you you really are living dangerously when you're advertising surprises, and you and, and this was no offense to Ethan Page, who I think is good. You don't announce that. Just, just don't even bring it up. Just, you know, right before the match starts, have somebody come out, whoever, Tony Khan, and say, there's going to be one more entrant into the match. Don't fucking do surprises when the answer is going to be Ethan Page or we'll get to the other one later. Don't do well, it that can I, way. Can I defend them on this one well, a little bit? Well, I, I was going to say, I didn't think they made a big deal about it. They just said TBA. Yeah. I, I will, def- but, I will but defend you know them what? on this one. Mm-hmm. Here's why. I think that was somewhat on par with the previous oh, I, surprises that were uh, teased in that way. Like, it was like, you know, um... God, whatever Evan Bourne's what's Evan Matt Bourne's Seidel. name? Matt Matt Seidel. Seidel. Yeah, Brian Cage. And but I it's mean, but it's also that, it's one thing when you're entering into a 21 person or whatever fucking thing it was Battle well, Royal. Seidel was a ladder match, right? No, Seidel was 21. Brian Cage was the ladder match. Right, and I would got say it, Brian Cage it. is a big a bigger deal than than Ethan Page, but he hasn't been treated that way, so I might be wrong about that. I thought Brian Cage was going to be a bigger deal. When he arrived in AEW, he hasn't been that for the what it's worth. The other time it was Jeff Cobb. You know, like, I guess I guess my point is it's well, never Jeff Cobb, been... Jeff Cobb's a really fucking big deal. Jeff Cobb's no, a massive on, deal. Hold on, let's, I, I think people let's would, qualify that. people who would argue that Ethan Page is a bigger deal than I, Jeff Cobb. I can't. Yeah. Who? Let's qualify who is adver- Who's saying None that? of these people are a big deal in the, in the terms of what an expectation would be for a surprise. And so in that sense, I think that they've trained us to think that Whoever that person is that's going to be in a rando match, that's not like a monumental like um, uh, company-changing person. It goes, it goes. You can't have a a ladder match that you're calling the face of the revolution ladder match well, and trying to make piece. it a big deal, <laughs> and then saying we're going to have a surprise entrant and then have that entrant be Ethan Page. You can't. And they also had half that. of a tag team in that match. I understand I mean, like, that. I get that. I get that there are bigger problems too, but you can't do it that way. You for a spot in a fucking battle royal, who gives a shit? Give it to whoever the fuck it is. I don't care I ask, who that is. Can I ask so let's let's say this was you know, before AEW was a thing and it had been MJF before his AEW work, how would you feel about it? In this scenario? Probably in this, in this scenario, let's let's pretend MJF had never come right. to AEW at the beginning and it was MJF. I, it, I, you'd have to tell me how hot MJF was at the moment, right? Like that, it is a trickier like, thing. I, I, I think and, you're, I think you're downplaying Ethan Page. No, I, I, there is no heat on Ethan Page. He's fine. Ethan Page here's, is fine. Here's He's what not. I'll say. Now, part of the problem is he hasn't been able to do anything like nobody has yes. for a year, and that's part of the issue that we have right now. Is it's one thing when you have someone who's red hot on the indies and they're the guy that shows up and they've been doing incredible things for a little while. Ethan Page has been doing nothing for a while. 
And so to, to oversell that doesn't work. You want to put them in a battle royal, put them in a battle royal. Just want to have them show up, show up. But you can't tell me this match is really important. It matters. And then Ethan Page is the one that gets to show up. That doesn't work. It goes back to all of the many problems that we have in the past. You also, it also doesn't really work to make somebody who isn't deserving the number one contender. It's, it's a number of things that we deal with. This thing, it, it better be someone big or else just don't do it or don't announce there's a surprise and let people run amok with whoever it might be. You get an Ethan Page. That's the only, but I'm nitpicking. I'm nitpicking. Yeah, I mean, not, I didn't know who Ethan Page was, but I also wasn't offended by that one. I was just like, who is this guy? Now the other one we can talk about. Yeah, the other one we will talk about. But the, I mean, the latter match, the latter match was fine. Everything was fine. It was it was a fine pay per view, but it was a fine pay per view. And unfortunately, it got overshadowed by two particular yeah. things. And we'll get to the second one. Second, we'll start with Christian Cage. <laughs> I like I like Christian Cage. Me I too. like him. And that's, I want to see him perform. And that's a fart noise to me. At best, and, at best, and, it's and, a fart. And noise. ultimately, we, we found out the reason why this was projected this way is because he's Tony Khan's favorite wrestler, which, which when, is insane. Th- there's I a. Mean, it's not. I mean, look, if, if Tony Khan's, if, if Christian being someone's favorite wrestler is not insane, no, Christian's no, no amazing. you missed my point. No, no, no. I know, but but why it is? Yes. Um, I, like <laughs> you need to separate. Like the, I have a lot front... of favorite bands that I wouldn't promote as like. Correct. Wait till you see this announcement Correct. at Ramshead Live. Right. The biggest band yes. you've ever heard of is going to be there, and yeah. then it's someone that sells four hundred tickets that I just happen to be a big it, fan of. And that's the frustrating thing is that Christian showing up and being a wrestler is inherently interesting and possibly exciting mm, to you know. Maybe. I, 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 maybe you can, you can make that claim, like. The fact that we were, you know, after the Rumble, we were like, oh, you know, I actually want to see what Christian can do a little bit. We're not saying he should be in a title match, which, again, another problem on mm-hmm. Wednesday. Well, but, like, see, I want... The problem. The excitement yeah. of Christian is is the opposite of what they did. Right. Like, the excitement, like, Aaron and I were talking about this a little bit. I was like, of, of the people who realistically it could have been, that was honestly the best option. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry to tell everybody, like... There was gonna, never never going to be a better option I, than I don't, him. I don't know that he's any better than any. I disagree. I, like I don't think he's any no, better I, than. In, in, in a sense that if it was um, some Kurt of the Angle or that can't work at all. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Kurt Angle can't bear can barely work. Jerry Lawler can't work. I mean, there's people who legitimately okay, but, can't but it, work. But if it was Jerry Lawler, I, he wouldn't be getting in the way of anything. He'd just be there to be Jerry Lawler. Like I. But it, I'm it saying would, if they were saying what they were saying well, about once, yes, once, once it's the, like what I was saying. It, you know. Brandon at least was interested in seeing Christian as a wrestler. Once, once they did the bit. in my head, that was like Christian wrestling Hangman Page and Christian wrestling um, MJF and Christian yes. wrestling. Like, he should not be wrestling 38-year-old guys. Like, that is not what he should be. He should be there. Like, every by every stretch. And by the way, the bullshit that's coming out of the AEW um, offices or whatever about this is is like, they're saying the right things. Like he's here to help the young talent because that's his strong point and blah, blah, blah. And I agree with all of that, by the way. But then you don't put him in a match with Kenny Omega. Like that's insane to me. And you don't build it the way you built. Like you, you don't say it's a game changing thing. You just have no. him come in. You have he him just, come he in. He just shows up without anything. So, so and then co- it's fine. We have the direct parallel. Christian is, is a less relevant performer than Matt Hardy. And how did they react when Matt Hardy showed up? I don't. 
He's less relevant, I don't know dude. If that's true. He's well, far less. Up stop. The pandemic. Stop. So He's far less relevant than Matt Hardy. Yeah, because, it's not comparable. There's the intrigue of we haven't seen him wrestle in years. But that, that's not. You're making it seem like that people have been demanding it. There hasn't been a demand for Christian to wrestle for years. There's been a, oh, we like we Christian. Thought, because we thought he couldn't. But it's part of it, but it's not the only part of it. There's You're now comparing it to Edge. There was a true fascination in, if we could get Edge back, I want to get Edge back. Not for this, but I want to have him back. There was a true fascination to that. There was none of that with Christian. Everyone was fine with Christian just being done. There was no world in which we were desperate for more Christian in our lives, which isn't a knock on him or what he's been or any of those things. It just didn't exist. There was none of it. Matt Hardy had been white hot at times over the last five to ten years. He had been utterly and completely far more relevant than Christian. And what was the response when they introduced Matt Hardy versus when they introduced Christian? It's it's so wildly inappropriate for what they're doing, you can't put it into words how bad of a miss it is. Now, in yeah. fairness, as I said a week ago, it was always going to be a miss. Yes. Well, that's that was my point. It's like this was always going to be a miss, but at least if they're bringing in someone who can work and then and then and then Wednesday happened. But I'm just saying, like, my my point with On Aaron after was like Sunday. It was I like, would, OK, this is better than Sting, in my opinion. Like, I get the reasons why you do Sting and Sting is a bigger deal than than that. But I like the idea of they're actually bringing in a name who could wrestle. Like that's we that's we think. who can talk, who can perform. We think he right. can wrestle. I I still. But, but again, but again, before Wednesday, in my head, I'm like he could do essentially what Matt Hardy is doing now, and that is help younger guys get more TV time and develop them and help them. You know, like, but not that. Like, if he's coming in to have an edge run, but in AEW, that is not okay, and that is not good. And I don't understand why no, any. It's, well, it's, it's now insane. I understand because he's Tony Khan's right, favorite it's wrestler. It's insane. So. All right. So we're in a, a, a tough spot because we're up against the clock here. Santana Jackson just got back to me. We haven't talked about the thing. We got to talk about the thing. Let's see. After we finish talking about the thing, we'll see if enough time. If not, we'll just push Santana. Um, okay. the, the thing, the thing, the thing. I am, I am between two. Look, they handled it very poorly afterwards. Three days later. There's this argument. I, who made this? You're uh, Brandon. You watch a lot of SNL, right? There yeah. was on on Weekend Update recently. They were talking about something and said, "No, you don't get to be in on this joke. You don't get to try to make right. fun of your." And I can't remember what they were talking about. It was about. Ted Cruz. It was Ted Cruz and the the trip to Cancun. Ted Cruz exactly Cruz right. Cancun joke. And they said, and "You like, don't no. get to make the Cancun joke. You fucked up, and you have to live in it." You don't get to suddenly turn around. And that might have been that might have even been John Oliver, but we're. I don't think it was because I don't watch John oh, okay. Oliver. I don't. I mean, got it's not it, that I don't it, like John it. Oliver. I just haven't been watching John Oliver recently. I like him a great deal. I, it was on SNL. I saw it. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. Somebody the, said it. You sure. fucked yeah. up, and you have to live in it. Now, let me make something clear. I'm not comparing AEW screwing up a main event to Ted Cruz making it horrendous while people were dying in Texas. I don't want to try to make it seem like I'm drawing the parallel between the life and death circumstances, but. I struggled with that a little bit this week, which is what is the right way for AEW to go about doing it? That night, they screwed up. They screwed up that night in not immediately acknowledging it and saying, Jesus Christ, we really fucked up. Three days later, do they get the right to make jokes about it or is it too much of a 
boner, if you will, that <laughs> that no, no, dude, you don't get to do this. You have to live in your own stink. You shit on the rug, and now you have to deal with the fact that you shit on the rug. I don't know how I feel about that just yet. I was torn in the same way, and I was kind of thinking, like, what would have happened if they hadn't really acknowledged it? And I think the answer is they would have been shat on for not acknowledging it in any way. So they were very much in a no-win scenario there. I don't know if they picked the more right one, but I'm definitely with you that I kind of felt like, you know— and I thought that they handled, you know, especially Kingston handled it well with that promo. And it definitely doesn't erase it by any So there. Some people are like, okay, well, this is over now. It's done. Well, that that's obviously not no, the case. No, I saw Paul Walter Hauser's tweet, too. I mean, the, Jesus yeah. Christ, dude. I, like, I like, get... No, no, no. That, that's obviously no. not the case. Um, but I do want to say, like, you know, if they did choose to go that route, I thought that they did a good job going that route. But I, I am with you that I'm not sure which way would have been more correct. But let me just say, the first thing I want to say is... Nobody needs to feel bad for any of these companies doing stuff like this. Like, this is not anything that we need to I come, come to someone. Performers. Okay, but that's that's not what I'm talking about because that's okay. not yeah, what I mean. If, if I doing. think that Mick Foley made a point about Eddie Kingston in particular, like they really left yeah. Eddie Kingston out to dry. Like they, well, they, but they did that, right? Yes. But what I'm saying is, people that are saying like, stop picking on AEW because well, that's, that's a I mean, lot. But there's that's, a lot of that going on. But that's the there. That's their. I, I, I felt like even the Sika fans were. Kind no, of there's a lot this. of no. After I Wednesday, think, there's a lot I, of. I sense Wednesday. Gotcha. Yeah, I sense more clap, from this. I think the Sika fans want it to go away. I don't think they're trying to pretend like it wasn't a problem. I think they just want it to go away because they want everybody to, to, to know well, that AEW is well, well, the best. Let me just finish making my point. I don't feel bad for WWE when they do some dumbass thing. I don't feel bad for AEW when they do some dumbass thing. I don't feel bad when people call either out for said thing. I think that we don't need to defend these. Though the, Everybody's going to be just fine, okay? So, first of all, everybody calm down in that sense. The bigger thing I took away from this is, like, now I know who Tony Khan is. Tony Khan is a carnival barker. He is the his response after this was the worst thing I've ever seen. Like it was the fact that you're gonna say, "Well, what did you expect? Their arms to blow off?" It's fuck you, Tony Khan. Uh, you know what yeah, I mean? Don't do the match. Don't announce an exploding barbed wire match with and, and bombs. I don't at the want end. you to blow people up. First of all, I, correct. Second of all, you can't show videos of who was the Japanese superstar. Uh, Anita. The, you can't show videos of this guy screaming. And showing blowing up rings for three weeks leading up to the match and then put a firework from Phantom Fireworks on each corner of the ring. And, you know, supposedly at first they were they were there were some mixed reports about like, well, it didn't go off the way they should. But then Tony Khan said that's exactly the way it was supposed to go off. And yeah, what but, did you expect? But that and, might have him be, been him trying to cover for whatever. Cover. I and, mean, and like, that's the thing. My, my first reaction was whether it's timing or whether it's explosives not going off, that it was it was a botch. It was a technical botch. That was always in my gut, is it had to be a technical botch. And we have heard various reports. There are people that said that they heard them testing something that was more significant than what we saw. And it's a fine Just line, own it, right? dude. Just own it. Who gives a shit? Things happen. Like, you don't have to lie and say that you know, this is exactly what it was supposed to be, or whatever the fuck he was saying, and then what did, and then shame us for saying it was bad. To, to be well, fair, what did I, you expect? I, like he was doing. That's the problem with these post press conferences where they're like three quarters in kayfabe. Is that it's it's very clearly three quarters in kayfabe. It, it's a weird spot, and I, I hated that response too, for the record. And I thought with something like that, he should get out of kayfabe. 
but I'm almost wondering if part of that response was like that sort of thing. Uh, look, I think I really do think that it's a, throwing a bunch of things at the wall and seeing what sticks because that's what AEW does. That's kind of who Tony Khan is: is just throw things at the wall, see what sticks. Continuously have a moving target. Oh, you know, this was always intended to be this way, and then we could pin it on. Do whatever you can do, and just see if you can make it go away. And then try to do some other things, right? Have somebody on uh, see if people will stop talking about this. Because you got a question from a reporter about the fact that women haven't been in a main event and so spin it and announce a female main event in the hope that people will talk about it despite the fact that it's unjustifiable because you haven't had a women's division whatsoever. Like, I, there's a, it, it's very clear. And the clear, champion is not in the match, correct. by the way. It's very clear that he will just do whatever. That that's his style of booking is I will do whatever to just keep the, the, the target moving constantly. It's, it's, a, it's a Tony Khan... Again, it's one of the many problems that the sycophants don't want to talk about. They want to pretend doesn't exist, but this fits very much with what we've known about him since this company has begun. Just keep constantly doing something else. Never zero in on anything. Constantly do something else. And either... He's a carnival barker. That's, He's a carnival barker. On on March seventeenth, we're gonna have the best two hours of wrestling you've seen in a month. Whatever. I mean, in carnival bar. In fairness, the, the, I don't ex- I don't expect him to say it's a bad show. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, but uh, the, you're gonna but, have the great. You're gonna have the greatest announce. You know, what? the biggest signing yeah. in the history of AEW, Christian Cage, Carnival Barker. Yes, I'm actually. Like, that's what I came out of Sunday thinking is like, oh my god, that was actually a pretty good show, except for the overhyped bullshit. Um, yeah, I mean, it was, it was fine. If you hadn't decided to announce you were doing an exploding, right. exploding barbed wire match, that was, that was good, but nothing more than good. And, and obviously had a horrendous dud at the end. Yeah. And if you hadn't, you know, tr- there, the, people were talking legitimately in my life that I will actually buy this paper. You find out who this person is. Yeah. Same. I didn't. That's, Somebody else said that. That's a yeah. I mean that that's a setup that you can't live up to. You can't. And again, you're dealing in this world where for I don't know how long this period is going to continue, where people are not holding you to any standard whatsoever. Whatever you do is gold. I don't know if like I think that what they did at the end of the show on Wednesday night might have been them, you know, regrouping and. Let's try something else that'll come off as being explosive and massive in a purposeful attempt to get people to stop talking about these other things. And if that doesn't work, the next week we'll do something else. And we'll just keep constantly doing it and trying to make you feel like it's big and it matters, even if it doesn't. And, you know, if people are into that, they're into that, right? Like, I'm not, I'm not going to knock it, but we got to call it for what it is, which is... I'm right back to where I was. I, there is so much happening. I don't know what I'm clinging to. What am I tuning in to AEW next week for? As if just Joe Wrestling fan, tell me what I should tune into AEW generically for next week. MJF and the new stable I'm interested in as a wrestling fan. And Sean Spears in it. Uh, yeah, I don't know why Sean Spears is in it, <laughs> but but like if, if you told me that MJF was leading a group with Wardlow and FTR, I'd be like, yes, yes. Did anyone else cringe when they were handcuffing Santana and Ortiz, I mean, and a, then having a little the sixty-five-year-old man pile yeah. drive them into the ground? Yeah, that didn't that didn't do a lot for me. I'm not gonna lie about that. That didn't. Do I don't a- think I don't think those can be the only two guys you handcuff, man. I, I that was a little bit. I don't know if they they weren't thinking about it, but. Um, um, but I got I, I got big I've got bigger problems with that than the optics of it. 
what sure. I would what I would say is generically, Aaron, that might work. But the problem is, I've seen how they've treated FTR. <laughs> FTR was a sideshow in a in a goddamn Tully Blanchard storyline. I I don't know that I believe that this is a real thing. If the only way you're selling me is MJF is so good that it doesn't matter how bad anything else is, MJF makes it good. Okay, I mean. There's evidence that that might be true, right? Like MJF in, as as Ric Flair in a bubble makes perfect sense. Yes, in a bubble that makes perfect sense. But I have can't be Ric Flair when you have 500 people now. I mean, there's there's not four guys. That and that's the I mean, there's there's really five guys in a manager. So I don't know. I don't know either. I don't I don't know either and I don't know what to make of it and I'm not I just all I can tell you is I'm not excited about it. I I think MJF one on MJF Chris Jericho is way more interesting to me than MJF with these three other guys that you haven't really shown anything to make me think that they I like I want FTR to matter. I love FTR, but do we have any just justification of it? Do we have any justification that they truly believe in FTR being like legit stars? I, I, I gotta, no, I mean I I have to say that it felt like a. It's like it's weird because I can sort of see where it makes sense with what they've done, but it feels also a little thrown together at the same time somehow. I don't to know me, if that's the Sean Spears part of it. I, it really does feel it. It yeah. came off the thrown together part to me came off as we are desperate to create a moment at the end of the show that will get people yeah. to talk about that and not anything else. And it, it does not come off to me as being. I mean, I, I, I again, you can bring up what happened a week ago and say, well, they were they were telegraphing something last week, right? And so there was some thought to it, but I, 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 I and I get if a you bit want offended. It, this might not be fair. I, I get a little bit offended when they do the lights out spot for something that's like not worthy of it. Like, shouldn't the lights out thing be something that's like a really big deal? Uh, I mean, you turn the lights out not, so Sean Spears, Sean Spears appears in the corner. With yeah, a, you're not wrong, but it's not the like it's something. No, it's can, not the worst thing. But yeah. I, I just. I just think you take all these things we're saying and add them all up together. Here's and here's the one way, and I, I'm going to try to because I am again I, the Sean Spears part of it is whatever, and I, I whatever. Like I, I'm just going to kind of for now pretend that he's not part of this. It, <laughs> there, there's it's like a true AEW fan. I'm just kidding. Well, I know no, but I mean, look, I know. There, I'm just there, I just had to say it. I know. I, no, but I mean, he could. If you're telling me that two weeks from now Sean Spears is basically like the fall guy for this stable, and he actually doesn't matter, like. That to me is actually a very realistic possibility here. That By they the just way, I just want to I just want to clarify. I have nothing against Sean Spears. It's just that well, he, they, they have something. They have not he's not mattered. Yes, that's right. my problem. Yes. He hasn't mattered at all. Yes. But now we're just gonna throw him into this Wait. thing. Which yeah. is why it's so weird that he's being thrown into it that I can almost pretend like he's just, you know, he's the buff Bagwell. He's the guy who's going to take a bunch of falls. But, like, but, but but shouldn't history tell us there shouldn't even be that guy in the group? Like, it, It's 50-50 whether that works. Because the idea of having a fall guy does work sometimes. But, you know, it's kind of 50-50 on it whether that guy works. But, like... I can't even remember where I was going, but oh, here's, here's where I was going. If you told me that like four months ago, they decided 
this is where we're going with the the inner circle thing with, with MJF is that eventually we're breaking this out and, you know, uh, MJF is starting his own group and FTR is going to be part of it. And that's why we need FTR to kind of not be the, the hottest because they're going like they, they need to do something just so they can get into this this group. Like there is a world where that makes sense. But I don't necessarily believe that. I, I mean, I mean, I just want to take a step back. I don't when I, I think this is all fine and I think it's all semi-logical. I yeah. think the problem is I don't like MJF's faction versus Chris Jericho's faction at all more than I like MJF versus Chris Jericho. That's the part of this that I liked. I liked the two of them. This, if that's what we're building to, is a disappointment to me in comparison to what it should be. And if you're saying, well, it won't be that anymore. Like, we're we're just going to do this for a couple of weeks and then we'll get to the thing that we want to get to because it's a long time until your next pay-per-view. We're ultimately going to get to Chris Jericho versus MJF 101. That's fine. But then it goes back to what I'm saying, which is this kind of isn't all that important and isn't something I need to tune in next week to see. And I, here's here's where I'm going to push back on that. I think that MJF with a leading a stable might inherently be better than MJF with just a manager. I think that MJF with a stable has a lot of potential. You can, and you can absolutely fairly say, well, who cares because AEW, they're going to screw it up. Fine. I, I don't disagree with you there. But the idea of if MJF is going to be that top guy, which again is problematic because we still think this is, he- at least I still think this is heading to Hangman Page. So where is he going to be a top guy? Right. So I'm, I'm actually kind of talking myself out of this at the time. Well, but, but he the could, idea but he that could MJF set up his... leading a stable makes him bigger, I think there's some validity to it. I mean, maybe, maybe it and, does. But what are you going to do with it with the heel champion? The, and that's the problem is that, and, and if, if the idea is, and I still think this is about Hangman with Omega. So if that's the case, we're talking about nine months into the future, then that's problematic. Well, I mean, if what you're saying is at some point Hangman is defeating Omega for the belt and then MJF is first in line to challenge Hangman, yeah, I mean, it's a ways away. I don't think it's it's awful, but still, in the meantime, what are we building towards? One of two things. Are we building towards what, what, what their next pay-per-view is Memorial Day, correct? Yeah, Double or Nothing is Memorial Day. Are we building towards a match between MJF and Chris Jericho at Memorial Day, or are we building between up to a match between a, a stadium stampede type of deal, right? And I, I get the appeal for them of trying to create a stadium stampede type of deal every year now because it worked, so why not try to do more of them? Like, I can certainly see their argument for that, that they say, look, we, we made this work. Why would we go away from it? You know, like, what... How would that make sense for us to get away from something that worked that we can still keep a lot of the pieces for? We can tell a logical story. We can do something. And I'll I'll hear it out. I would argue you still have to make these pieces better than what they are right now. I mean, obviously, we're, we're, all, we're all shitting on Sean Spears, and I feel really bad about that. Like, that really is the biggest problem in this entire thing. And, and maybe he becomes ultimately no more than a placeholder for somebody else that becomes more legitimate. I don't know. Um, but... If I'm not getting MJF versus Chris Jericho at any point, what is the point of this? Like, what that has to happen. I think that's happening. I don't think we have to like whether or not it's it's the smaller piece to the bigger fight, which would be problematic. Like, we are getting MJF and Chris Jericho. But I don't want MJF versus Chris Jericho one on one on a on a Wednesday night. Like, I just that 
That's not this this story. What if it's a special Wednesday night? But oh, they're all special Wednesday nights, Aaron. <laughs> Every it single one like, of them. Does does it not feel like you guys like to to you guys that they wrote him off a little bit for for a little while? MJF, Jericho. Jericho. The oh. way that they did that. Oh, I mean, oh, like I mean it, a... it, it's a smart move if he's going to be Superface coming back. It's always the smart move to have someone go away for four yeah. weeks and then come back as Superface. I mean, I'm so, I'm fine with that. But, I mean, there's there you know, again, we're talking about the pay per view still a couple months away. Like, they got plenty of time. Doesn't Fozzie have some tour dates? They have oh, to probably. Uh... Jesus Christ, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like they do. I feel like like April and May. Yeah, but I don't know it if they're wouldn't on. shock me. They they need to go to another biker bar. Right, but I also now, don't. I guess now it says July, June, July. But are they also on weekends? Like, if they're on weekends, you can still do a Wednesday night show. And, and, and they're in Florida and Georgia. So, no, no, you know. The whole deal. So, That's where they are. So, here's the deal, right? Like, we are, we, are, we are up against it because of my schedule. What we'll probably do is go ahead and post the show, if I get the chance to, tonight. And then I think tomorrow we're going to end up talking to Santana Jackson. So, that'll be added to the back end of the show. So if you've listened to the show and you don't hear an interview, double check, like wait 24 hours and just double check because I think we're going to work it out that we can add that to the back end of the show tomorrow depending on what the boys' schedules are. So that's 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 my heads up for everybody about how the show's going to work this week because of uh, schedule problems that everybody had. Aaron's Aaron's moving his mother-in-law right now. Uh, Brandon's uh, hopefully getting around to doing shows again at some point soon, hopefully. Hey, we're allowed to do 50%, so that's a good step. We're... Uh... Seeing what's what's possible. I uh, have an AEW show there. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get the so, fireworks ready. So awkward. The, the fireworks that they use, we could actually. Oh, oh no. <laughs> oh, no. So that's what's going on. Oh, by the way, I did see some hints that perhaps there could be an MCW show uh, again sometime soon, although the hints would suggest it might not be. It might not actually be in Maryland <laughs> that they're doing it. Um, but uh, I'll be excited about that if that it's, proves to be the, the case. There's a reason it's MCW now. Correct. It's not Maryland Championship Wrestling. It's MCW. All right. Uh, so in the meantime, let's go ahead and get some plugs in. Uh, Aaron, you want to plug VEASAN? Uh, yeah, VEASAN.com. Check out everything. We're about to release our College Hoops uh, betting guide, and it will include everything for the full tournament. Check that out, VEASAN.com. Of course, the nightcap. 10 to 1 Eastern, 7 to 10 Pacific, Tim Murray. When we're on Twitch, twitch.com slash VEASAN underscore live. Very good. At the AOster on Twitter, of course. Brandon, you got a plug? Nothing for me this week. Damn it. At Brandon Linton is where you follow him. Glenn Clark Radio uh, on Soon. Twitter. Soon. Now, you know what? I do. I need to plug something really quickly. Um, we are doing a charity bracket contest. So I've got 50 spots, and I don't know how many are left at this point. Probably 30 or so. Um, 29. Is Wait, that me? Oh well, yeah, I need I need you to get in it for sure, and I might need your help getting some spots filled too because it's a charity thing. Um, I just want to get the spots filled. I don't care who's involved in that. I just want to spot it because we are trying to take care of a local charity. Immaculate Heart of Mary's outreach uh, program needs toiletries to take care of some po- people in the Baltimore area. They need like soap and and shampoo and and toothbrushes, things along those lines. So what we're gonna do? It's twenty dollar buy in. Um, we're going to take the thousand dollars winner gets 500 second place, two fifty, And then the other two fifty is going towards purchasing toiletries for people in our community who need them. So I need you guys to get in. You can just Venmo me at, uh, Glenn Clark, or you can uh, PayPal me 
glennclarkradio at gmail.com, 20 bucks. Let me know on Twitter, at glennclarkradio, who you are, that you're the person that Venmoed or PayPal'd, and we will get you a spot in our bracket contest. But I really would like to fill that up in the next couple of days so we can take care of the charity and do something really wonderful for them. That's the part that I care about. If uh, we happen to win money in the process, wonderful. Blah, blah, blah. That would be great. But please, get a spot in the bracket contest. That would mean a lot. At Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter. Uh, and uh, glennclarkradio.com is my website. So for now, we say so long. We'll see if this is actually the end of the show by the time it gets tomorrow. For Brandon, for Aaron, and for the main event. Vent. 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 Who was, by the way, wearing a job that job squad yeah, shirt that we, promo. Yeah, that we wore to WrestleMania the one. What, which WrestleMania was that? That, we that all, was Orlando. Orlando. We all wore our job squad shirts. And if you saw... This week, uh, on the on either the social pages for um, WWE's Most Wanted Treasures, you see some of the behind-the-scenes stuff, or the stuff that you're going to see on the show, and uh, AJ at one point is wearing that Job Squad shirt that we all were wearing uh, down in Orlando. That was pretty cool. Uh, for him, uh, the main event, AJ Francis. I'm uh, at AJ Francis 410 by the way, on social media. I am Glenn Clark. This has been Jobbing Out. And as promised, I'm really excited about this. Aaron, how long ago did we first start talking about this guy? When was like the first time we brought this guy up on the show? God, it had to have been two, three years ago. Right? It was a long. It seemed like years. And I feel like I constantly kept saying we have to get him on the show, and then I would just utterly forget to like reach out and make it happen. And I was reminded recently because he's probably gone viral about as many times as the actual Michael Jackson. Um, he is the great Santana Jackson, and he joins us now here on Jobbing Out. Santana, it's Glenn and Aaron. It's so good to chat with you, man. Thank you so much for taking a couple of minutes for us. Oh, no worries. Thanks for having me on. Dude, we have so much. Okay, can you just take me back, right, to, like, at whatever point in your life, what, what came first for you? I want to be a wrestler or I want to be Michael Jackson. And how did you manage to somehow mesh these two things together in the most brilliant way possible? Well, I've always been a big Michael Jackson fan since I was six years old. And um, I've always loved dancing and doing uh, his uh, performances for, like, show and tell in school. But I've also was a big wrestling fan, too. You know, I would watch it all the time with my brother and, me and him go and wrestle each other in the living room, you know, pretend to be The Rock. Um, <laughs> he be Triple H, you know, <laughs> so we just go at it. Um, man, it's a big, huge fan. I mean, I, I came to uh, Vegas. I started performing at a MJ Live show. I was able to um, afford paying for wrestling classes, so I decided I'll, you know, try it out. I know I was a little, a little uh, older, you know, but screw it, I'll do it anyway. <laughs> um I jumped on, and, you know, they, they learned I was the Michael Jackson from the MJ Live show at the Stratosphere. And they were like, hey, maybe you should come wrestle as Michael one day. I was like, I wasn't sure. I was trying to just wrestle as me. I didn't really think about doing uh, Michael Jackson wrestling. But um, the guy from the FSW thought it would be a good idea, so I gave it a try. I didn't want to make Michael look bad, so I was, like, really skittish about it because I was like, I don't want to make him look bad. I want to make sure he stays looking good. <laughs> you know, I don't want to put him in no bad no light, you know, bad light, you know. Um, next thing you know, I was practicing this moonwalk DDT deal, and I get to actually try it out on uh, Jarrell Nielsen. I hit him with it, and I wake up the next day to hear, "Hey, you know you're viral, right?" And I'm like, "What? <laughs> what? Hey, you're viral." I was like, "No, I, I got, I got my shots. I see my doctor." Like, "No, stupid, you're viral." I'm like, <laughs> on the internet, I'm like, "Oh, okay." So I check that out, and you know, one thing led to another, and I'm like trying to push it and get even better. 
for for your first opponent who you faced as Michael, what was their reaction to realizing like, yeah, you're, you're wrestling in a match, but it's against Michael Jackson. <laughs> they were Michael Jackson fans too, so they were like, it was a big pop for him too. He was just like, I love Michael Jackson. This guy, I don't want to, I don't want to hurt you. <laughs> I was like, nah. I was like, just bring it. I'm gonna make you beat it. You know, not. <laughs> Hang on. Can I, my favorite part when I reached out to Santana, I told Aaron about this off the air. When I reached out to Santana, and this is how much he lives the bit, which is the greatest thing in the world. We we have a back and forth on Messenger, and when we when we booked everything, decided what time we we're going to do this. The last thing he sent back to me was he. I was so happy. I, I have never been happier. Do do you live the bit twenty four seven, man? It's pretty much me, yeah. I'm pretty much Mr. Hee-hee at all times. It's <laughs> so great, dude. That is so <laughs> tremendous. Are, are there are there individuals like in your life that don't actually know your name really? They only know you as Santana Jackson or, or just as Michael Jackson? A lot of people actually just know me as Santana Jackson. No one really knows my real name. Everyone actually asks me all the time, "Is where Santana come from?" I'm like, well, that's my real name. <laughs> like, that's part of my real name. That's my last name, and I use Michael's last name to create Santana Jackson. So that's perfect. It's perfect, man. You, you know, I, I wanted to go back a little ways. Like everyone of of a certain age wanted to be Michael Jackson. You know, I'm sure me and Glenn at some point tried to of bust course. out and walk and failed miserably. Yes. When did you realize you could actually do it? After watching a lot of different tribute artists, I've seen a lot of different Michael Jackson uh, tributes, and I paid attention. You know, I knew I could dance. I didn't think I could do. I can look like him, um, so that was never in my radar. I never thought, "Hey, I can look like Michael Jackson." Like I just thought, "Hey, I could dance like Michael Jackson." And that's as far as I'm gonna go. Um, I met some other Michaels that taught me a lot of stuff. Uh, my mentor was uh, Lane Lasseter. You know, he he passed away, um, but. Great Michael Jackson impersonator, looked just like Michael. If you pull up his pictures on YouTube or Google, you're like, wow, this guy is Michael. You know, just one of the best. Uh, he taught me how to do my makeup. Um, another friend of mine is Justin Dean. He's another Michael. Pulled me in, taught me to make up as well. So between those two guys there, I learned how to make my face look a little bit like Michael. You know, hey, I love you. You know. <laughs> So well, great. You know, you know, nah. <laughs> That's so great. Okay, okay, do, do you, like, um, I, I'm, we're, as Aaron brought up, we're both Michael Jackson fans on top of, like, everybody else on the face of the planet. Let's make that very clear, right? We act like we're an exclusive group. Hey, you know, you're not going to believe this. We like Michael Jackson. Um, <laughs> everybody on the planet likes Michael Jackson. So, do, do you sense, like, we as fans have great appreciation for what you're doing? Do you ever get the other side of it at all do we ever get somebody who's like you're not michael jackson and you should just try to be you know do you ever get any of that oh i get a lot of heat from people um some people are like oh you're, you're definitely not the king of pop you're not michael jackson michael jackson's dead i'm like yeah i get that i'm like i know he's dead or um, or stay away from my kids you ain't gonna wrestle our kids i'm like are you kidding me right now I'm like dude i'm a real person i'm playing tribute to someone that i appreciate and i love as a, as a kid growing up that made me feel comfortable with myself, with dancing, with entertaining, whatever the whatever I felt like doing. I felt comfortable to do it because of Michael. So I'm not gonna sit here and let someone try to bring me down from there or something stupid. So you know, I I ignore them. I do ignore people, but it does gotta get to me sometimes. It's always the same thing, you know. You know, you're not the real deal. You're you're ain't you dead? And I'm like, you know, I love you anyway. I said thank you anyway, but you know, no. 
I'm reincarnated and I'm not my name Santana Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> you you said at first you hesitated a little bit to to bring Michael to the wrestling ring. Now that we're years in now, do you still ever feel that way that you kind of want to see a different side of, of wrestling or are you all in like this is who you're going to be going forward? I mean, I love Michael. I love performing. I mean, I work in a show as Michael Jackson and I wrestle as Michael Jackson. So I'm kind of Michael Jackson 24 um, seven. But no, I, I actually originally wanted to wrestle as myself. Um, I wanted to just be, you know, Anthony. I wanted to wrestle and try to fight people as myself and uh it just the michael's really it's more uh more more catching you know everyone's like hey that that's more of a of a catch than you know me being me so i was like ah, i'll stay as michael i love michael as long as i keep him looking good i respect that man like you know is is there a point at which you say i want to i want to i want to move forward as a wrestler i don't want to necessarily be the guy that just gets bookings because of this character, do you do you consider that at all, or like is life yeah, good? I, I would like to get bookings just on my own merit, you know, yeah. Just on my my skills alone, not just because I can jump in a ring and move off DDT somebody. But okay, I mean, but that doesn't suck, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, no, no! I mean, I, I love doing it. Don't get that wrong. But I, you know, I would love to wrestle as myself, of to be, just to bring myself off. I can see someone else besides the Michael character, you need to see I'll wrestle as Michael and then I can wrestle later on that night as myself. Either one. I dig that. I dig that, dude. Okay. Oh, that'd be awesome. I mean that would actually be really cool. That'd be a really cool path for you. I I, I want to jump back in. You know, I, I've seen a lot of people that you have the opportunity to either work with or or get to meet or are giving you props online and like our buddy Rich Swan, who's a Baltimore guy, I know is somebody that you've come into a contact with and he's a big fan of yours and uh, I, we all saw JTG giving you love. Like, what what oh, is man. what does that mean to you when guys that have been doing this at the highest level are into it and are putting you over the way that they have? It just it, it, I don't know how, I don't know how to put words to it. It's just kind of crazy. It's like your heroes, the people that you watch, the people that you that you know inspired you and made you feel like you know you could do this one day. Or talk about, hey, we love you, you great, you, you, we're fans of you now. Like, get out of here! Like, no way! Like JTG when he wrote, when he hit me up and I met him and his partner at the time. You know, I met both of the guys. Um, he was messaging me ahead of time, like, hey, I can't wait to wrestle with you. We're going to be on the same show. I'm like, wow. Do you know who you are? <laughs> like, <laughs> do you know who you are? Did you texting me, JTG? Like, you're texting me, dude. Like, I was a big fan. I'm from Brooklyn, New York, so. Crime Time was my favorite group, you know. I was like, "Yo, I know exactly who you guys are." Like, you didn't even—he didn't even have to tell me. I already knew. Like, Yo, you already know, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's so awesome. <laughs> that's so awesome, man. So, so I mean, like Disco Inferno, I got to wrestle Disco Inferno. You know how crazy that was for me. Like, dude, you fought every famous wrestler I know. <laughs> dude, it's it's incredible. Like, do you have do you have personal goals? Like, do you have you know whether it's as Santana Jackson or as yourself? Do you have personal goals now that you look at and say? I want to be able to wrestle here. I want to be in this place in five years. I want to. It, it, and and if. If this is it, if being Santana Jackson is it, it, do you say, man, this ain't this ain't that bad? If this is just what I'm doing for the next five to ten years, I mean, I love being Santana Jackson. I love, of course, I love being my, you know, being Michael. I get to dance, I get to entertain, and have fun, um, show off all the dance steps that I've been, you know, picking up after many years of performing. 
um, the spins, the dance, the toe stands, you name it. Um, I love being Michael. I think I would continue being Michael and, and you know, try to improve more and to make him more serious. So not not so much like a, like a Gilbert, you know, more like a, mm. like the Gobert. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually going to ask about, like, what if a, a promoter, whoever called you up and was like, I want you to be, you know, still be the, the Michael Jackson character, but be serious or be, you know, go a step further, turn heel. Like, what would be your vision for that? Oh, well, that's when bad comes out. I'll start wearing a bad outfit. Okay, that's a hell of an idea, by the way. Now, wait a second. We might be on to something here. <laughs> like, that could work, couldn't it? Well, I could go right into the bad outfit, the smooth criminal outfit. That means I'm changing, I'm changing more into, like, a heelish person, so smooth criminal. I'm trying to get away with, with, the, with the win, you know. If I'm bad, of course, I'll probably come up with an extra person. You know, you know. So the, the point is, this can work. There's a lot. There is evolution. It can work either way, yeah. you know, I can look. I can look. I can look like a, a mean Mike or a nice Mike. That's there is evolution to the character that can still be had for for a, a price. Obviously, when somebody hires you to do said thing, that's the way that it works. What what is what is your like your normal? You know, obviously, this has been a, a horrendous year for everybody in the professional wrestling wrestling business. But what where I know you're out in Vegas. Where are you wrestling, and have you been able to get appearances and and get booked at all during what's been a really tough time for everybody? Um, yeah, I mean, I'm getting a couple of appearances here and there. I just I just wrestled recently against Simon Gotch. That's where the elbow came in. That's pretty cool. I mean, um, I know that was really cool. I ain't gonna lie. That's like, Simon Gotch, Mr. Von Villain. What's up? Right. <laughs> like, that like, doesn't suck. Like, I was like, Shimon Lee, come on, man. It didn't matter if he was black or white. We went at it. It was fun, though. He was a real cool guy. That's um, awesome. I'm hoping to get some more bookings. I just got a call from someone named Tatanka. I've and, heard of uh, him. I'm familiar with his work, yeah. And he was uh, reaching out to me to come possibly wrestle for him with, I guess they're going to have Hogan, Undertaker, and Sting there. And I was like... <laughs> and they want me to come and moonwalk DDT. I'm like, who am I DDT in? Yeah, right? <laughs> all of them. <laughs> well, I'll do it all of them. Screw it. Let's just pass the torch on. Let's do it. <laughs> dude, dude, how dope would that be? How effing dope would that be, man? The thing is, I've met Hulk Hogan, too, before when I was uh, in Florida. When I started out as Michael, and when I started doing the know, I, I performed on the beach. I used to dance on the beach for tips and donations. And I started working for Hulk Hogan, helping him out with getting... Um, uh, prosthetic legs for kids that was in these legs in Florida. <laughs> and I was doing, like, whatever money I made, I would help fill that bucket up to make sure that the kids can get the money Yo, for it. And uh, I got photos with Hogan, and he still doesn't, like, you know, I got, before the makeup, like, I was just wearing costumes. I was just wearing outfits. I was dancing, but I didn't have the makeup until I came to Vegas. But I got pictures of me and Hogan. Like, I can't wait to meet him again. Like, look, dude, I met you before. Now, look, at him become a wrestler. I'm freaking, you know trying to get somewhere you guys have inspired me so much they have no idea <laughs> what a mad lib of a sentence that just was though bro <laughs> like, can we talk about like i was performing on the beach for tips helping hulk hogan raise money for for kids to get new prosthetic legs like what a mad lib of american sentence that entire <laughs> thing was dude and it, it strikes me what like an american dream you're kind of living man like you know you get to perform you get to do all of these things and and be around people who who were heroes for you. 
um, from a place where you were just dancing on the beach and like collecting tips, man. It, it, it I know you're not exactly where you want to be, but already it kind of does sound like a, a pretty amazing American dream type of story. Oh man, if I could explain how I started and literally from Florida working on the beach and doing all the hospitals, charity events out there and as much as I could possibly do out there. And I came to Vegas, same thing. I came out of charities hospitals. Um, got my name out there too that way, you know, because I came out here homeless for a year. I didn't have any house and have nothing. I came out here with uh, a book bag, a Billy Jean jacket, and a glove. Um, literally stand out there for a year, homeless, made my money, finally figured out I need to entertain more dance, and I bought a speaker, so now I started dancing out there. I was able to afford to get an apartment. I have two kids, so, you know, I have to pay child support, so I want to make sure my kids were taken care of, so yeah. I'm about to pay that every, every, you know, every for the six, seven, eight years I was out here. Just nonstop. Um, man, I literally started from the bottom and worked my way up. I started homeless, worked my way through charity events, hospitals, St. Jude's Ranch. I was awarded Entertainer of the Year, Volunteer of the Year, Performer of the Year. Um, next thing you know, MJ Live's knocking at my door. They, they're like, hey, you want to perform on the stage? I'm like, of course I do. And of course, the other Michael Jackson, Jollis, he's the one that brought me in because there's two of us there. So he brought me in and it just took off. As soon as I got MJ Live, MJ Live turned out I was making some good money. I jumped into wrestling from wrestling. Everything just kind of went a little more crazy for me. <laughs> Dude, it's an That's awesome wild. story, man. What an awesome story you're telling for people. Sorry, I was trying to cut it short and do it. No, fast, you know, dude. Fast. Oh. <laughs> Dude, we I'd listen to that story all day. It's it's ins- inspirational as hell, man. <laughs> like for for people that are struggling and going through it. Dude, you know, that's that's so powerful, man. It, it makes us I I'm, I'm blown away. Blown away by 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 everything you've been through and and how you coming out on the other side, dude. I, that's awesome, man. Um well, what can we plug for you, Santana? What can we promote, you know, uh, websites, social, anything like that where people can check you out or anything you got coming up? Man, my social media, you know, um, Santana Jackson or Santana.Jackson7 on Instagram. It'd be, uh, I should link you up to all my all my uh, sites. I have Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook, of course. I don't got MySpace anymore. You know, that's a long time ago. I mean, I mean <laughs> I, I'm on, I'm on uh, Christian Mingle and uh, a Plenty of Fish. And oh, yeah, yeah. Fish. I've seen your OnlyFans. It's a good I tried. They were like, no, nobody's giving you money, dude. That's yeah, you, can't, you, can't, you can't do the dollar subscriptions. You can't do that. You've got to do more. <laughs> Santana, man, we are we are huge fans, and we've been for a while, dude. It, it's great to finally get to catch up with you, man. We hope that you uh, you come out our way. Well, actually, Aaron's gonna get to. Go. I was gonna say, yeah, you, I right? need to know when uh, next time you're gonna be at FSW or wherever else, because I will be there. Oh, I'm gonna be training my butt up. I'm not sure when my next event's coming up. Um, I'm just waiting for you know, it's basically call 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 ups. Hey, we want you to come lead a SmackDown somewhere, and I'll, I'll be there to beat it. Well, we love um, it. I'm gonna have to come out. I need to get out to Vegas too, uh, anyway soon. So we got to make that happen at some point to come oh, see man, you, bro. Just look at me. I still do street performances. So <laughs> awesome, man. Hey, they never stop. Santana, congratulations on everything, dude. A, a, a truly incredible story already, and we can't wait to see what's next for you, bro. Thank you for taking the time for us, man. We really enjoyed no, this. No worries. Thank you, guys. And a well, if you uh, stuck around, you're getting a lot of bonus, too. Awesome. Really appreciate Santana Jackson taking the time. Um, great dude. And, and and everything he does, you're just like, this is so perfect. Like, he's just such a perfect performer. Um, living the bit, man. So that was great. But, Aaron, I realized we didn't talk at all about NXT. I do want to say one thing. I, 
I, in thinking more about how we were talking about things, I'm being too dismissive. I do think, I think the final segment of AEW was a really good segment. And I, I think, and I've conflated the other issues that I have without being willing yeah. to give credit for the segment itself alone stood, was good, had just enough misdirection that it really worked. And in, in dealing with some of the other negatives, I do want to, I just want to say, I thought the segment was a really good segment of wrestling. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought it was well put together. And, I, you know, I know I'm a little more optimistic about AEW than you and Brandon, but I do think that, you know, MJF leading a stable is a natural evolution for him. I mean, I'm fine with that. I, I think my answer would be I, anything MJF was going to be doing, I'm going to be interested in because MJF is tremendous, right? Like, I don't, yeah. I just, there's, essentially you say, here's what MJF is doing now. And I say, great, I'll follow. MJF is the superstar. He is the star of that promotion like he is everything so i'm gonna be on board entirely no matter what i i am i i i thought about that more giving myself a day i just don't know that i i portrayed it was a good segment of wrestling i am still dealing with a lot of other things that nobody else wants seems to want to deal with in terms of aew they just want to give him a pass on everything and i shouldn't conflate those two things i should separate and say this was a good wrestling segment MJF has consistently been the best or or one of the two or Among three. Among the best. Yes. yes. Like, he has consistently always been at the top of that company. That Their problem is not MJF. MJF doing more good, that's what they've had. You know what I mean? Like, they need to fall, solve some other things. MJF will continue to be great because MJF is incredible. So, um, that's, that's, that's where I am with that. All right. Now. Let's talk about NXT only because we didn't get a chance to. We did get the cleanup that we thought was coming. We are obviously pointed to two very distinct matches uh, moving towards uh, their two-night takeover. Of course. Of course, it's got to be. Got to keep more wrestling. Mm-hmm. More and more and more and more. Obviously, it's takeover, so I'm not necessarily going to complain about it, but it's a fuck ton of wrestling that uh, we're going to have during the course of a week. So that part is the good. The bad, we did allude to earlier in the show, what in the absolute shit is are we doing as far as the women's tag thing was a week ago we're trying to point Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai towards being heels that were screwed and then we just hand them championship belts and then the moment we hand them to them yeah haha they weren't actually supposed to be uh, faces at all I, I guess I said that the wrong way when I was I, I said they were heels yes like th- th- what what was that like what was any of that it's completely insane like it's very clear they had some plans and then completely tore it up because nothing they did fit what they did over the past few weeks at all at all um like if you tell me two months ago Raquel Gonzalez is facing Io Shirai for the singles you know and I did two months ago eight months ago before that takeover I was saying I wasn't sure who was going to win the the dusty women's thing because I thought there was a very good chance that Raquel Gonzalez ends up facing Io Shirai and beating her for the title, and I was good with that, and that made sense, and that was logical dating back to the War Games match. And then they went a different direction, and then they kind of said, okay, let's forget about the past few weeks and just do this. And I also don't understand what the point of giving them the titles to lose it, why not just have a match for it? Correct. <laughs> um, there, there's a lot of weirdness there. It's it's so weird. And by the way, I, I am okay with the idea of, of this ending 
With I said last week, if all we're getting to is that Raquel Gonzalez is going to become a face because she's just great and everybody can see that she's great and everyone can see that she's a star and so we have to have her ultimately become a face. Um, I, I get that. Like I, I do get that and that there's some awkwardness there because you're trying to keep Dakota Kai as a heel in the process because clearly they, they've got to have a blow-off match at some point. Like... Are we are we setting this up for Raquel Gonzalez to face EO at TakeOver and have Dakota Kai screw her there? No. I I, I mean I feel like if, if they're doing the if they've t- torn up everything to do this, it's so Raquel Gonzalez can win at TakeOver. And okay, so then when do you have Dakota turn on her? I think you got like I think you're going to go into this match, they're going to tone down the face it. Faces, faceish, the the just face reactions that they they were trying to get for Raquel and Dakota, and they're going to oh, well, they, kind I of mean, put. They immediately did that already, right? Right, like, exactly. So I think we're going into this with Raquel as a heel and winning as a heel champion. I think she can develop the face tendency and turn face either later in the title reign or after she drops the title. I think it's got to be during the title reign, and I think it's got to be specific to Dakota. I mean, I really do. I think that story has to be told at some point, right? Like, you, yeah. you can't just have Dakota Kai, like, glomming on to Raquel being champion. You've, you've painted her as being a, a relevant star. You can't suddenly make her Raquel Gonzalez's sidekick. You know what I mean? Like, that doesn't, that doesn't actually work, and it specifically doesn't work with the heels. You know what I mean? Like, why would any heel just want to be the sidekick for a champion that right that, it doesn't work for dakota at all yeah that doesn't work at all so i would say that if you're going to do it this way if raquel gonzalez is going over eo and winning as a heel champion it almost has to happen pretty quickly afterwards like you kind of quickly have to sow the seed of jealousy from dakota kai and and try to lean back into raquel gonzalez being likable at some point i i don't think you can have this be Dakota Kai's or, uh, Raquel Gonzalez has Dakota Kai as her buddy for a significant amount of time, and 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 that works. I just don't, I don't see that at all. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a way you can play it where Dakota still wants the tag titles, and Raquel's focusing more on the you know the singles title. Like, I don't want to conflate the two because that that goes down that road that we hate going down. Well, but I'm, but, I'm but trying to play I would also day. I would also double I would double down on that by saying. Wouldn't that lean more towards Raquel being the heel because she is not as concerned about doing something with her friend as her friend? But is. if her friend's a heel, like it's, you know, it's, it's heels all, don't have friends. I hear you, but this is what makes it all messy. Like this is why yeah. it's oh, also it's, messy. it's also bizarre to me. Like what what was any of this? This I, I want to take a step back from that. Do you think that women's tag titles in NXT is a good idea? Well, I mean, it's the one division. It, uh, th- there's no Raw and SmackDown shouldn't have women's tag titles. Right. Let's just be honest about this. This is the only division in all of professional wrestling where it's so deep and so consistently used that they can even justify having tag titles. And so, in a weird way, I would almost have said, and I I, I don't like saying this, but I would have almost have said. The smarter thing would just to have been to have Raquel and Dakota win and get the tag titles on NXT and have the many, many NXT women going after the WWE tag titles. And at some point, you just wake up and realize they're NXT women's tag team titles and, and you've gotten rid of... You, you're, they, they have served you no purpose on, on Raw and SmackDown. Right. 
There, there has been no purpose to having women's tag team titles. They have been nothing other than kind of a prop at best. Like, there has been nothing there. It hasn't done anything to better the women's division. The one place where the roster is so deep and so loaded and is being so consistently used that it makes sense is on NXT, right? Like, it's the one yeah. spot where you say, my God, look how many female performers there are. Do I, do I trust that they'll get it right? I mean... They have to earn that, I guess, is what I would say. But they certainly have the division to do it. Yeah, and and I think that's where I'm at, where I'm a little worried that the crossover between, you know, how they're going to handle that. Are they going to have people, you know, fighting for the tag titles one week and going back for the singles title the next? Because while it is deep, it's not so deep that we have, you know, five tag teams and eight singles contenders at once. Like, it's going to be a lot of the... Shotzi and Ember type tag teams, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, and it's much better than you know what we've seen in the WWE women's tag team sure. division so far. But I am a little concerned that it's when all said and done, it's not going to well, end I would, up going the way we expect. I mean, okay, yeah, like I, sure, sure, I'll get on board with that, but but I'd still say they still have the talent to do it. You know what I mean? Like this is this really is. Look, WWE, the main roster should have had the talent to do it. It, it, they were clearly hurt by losing a couple of people and then having to elevate. Like that, They should have had the talent to do it. They split up their talent over two shows. Neither show is particularly deep with strong female talent, so now you're spread out. This is one place where I, I'm trying to pull up the roster right now. I want to say... Yeah, that- I mean, look, for, for the tag division right now, if you want to fully separate... I, I think the tricky thing would be someone like Candice. Like, do you have them her go back and no, forth and back and forth but but you know but, but obviously right now you could very easily say i mean you could have that be the tag title match is ember and shotzi against candace and indy there's hey, your tag title match. so a right couple there. things i would say is i don't think you going back and forth isn't necessarily my problem um it, it's it's more using them doing two different things at once that becomes the issue right like i don't want someone who's in a title a women's title picture also being in the tag team title picture but if right now Candice is going to go for the tag team titles, and that's I think we're all assuming that's going to be the case um, at at Takeover, and then you know after that program ends in one way or another, you then move her back to trying to pursue the women's belt. I'm I'm fine with that. You know what I mean? Like I that's okay. I'm okay with that. I, even even. I think the trick with that is then. You just have to make sure you always have at least a few, like, true tag teams. I agree. Like, like you don't want to have it just be a constantly rotating of, all right, let's just stick these two together. No, I do agree with that. I agree that there should be some teams that are just tag teams, and that's what they do. And they're pursuing tag team success, and that's what interests them, and they have struggled with that entirely when it comes to... I mean, look, let's be fair. They don't seem to like that on the men's side in WWE. Um, I I am completely on board that you should have great tag teams. If you're going to have a tag division, you need to have great long-term tag teams as well that are involved with it, and we need to see that um, play out in the coming months. If they don't, then we'll react to it accordingly. We cover that. Do we need to do anything else on NXT? Uh, where, where do you think they're going with Thatcher? Don't know. I mean, I don't. I don't know. I don't know where they're going with Thatcher. I don't have the answer on that. What about you? I... I'm a little torn by it. Um, I, I think you can go either way with Thatcher. All I know is it seems like we're getting Walter and Champa, and yep. that's yep. 
Nothing well, else really matters. Yeah, I mean, that's incredible, right? <laughs> like, yeah. Who in the world is complaining about that? That's absolutely phenomenal. It, are, are you alluding to the idea that Thatcher turns again on Champa? Yeah. I yeah, mean, I mean, that's very clearly, you know, 50-50 right now, which way they go. Right. And, you know. I mean, like, I, but isn't, wasn't that always going to happen? <laughs> like, Well, sure, like, that was always going to happen. The question was going, to, I mean, I, it's a relatively new thing, the idea of, all right, let's reform Ringkampf. Like, that's, you know... That was always I don't that's know. the new aspect. Of what what is that? So I, so I, okay. this is this whole thing has all of the things that were have been alluded to, the past that Thatcher has talked about was um back in, in Germany and WXW and everything, it was Walter, Thatcher, and Barthel, who was at that time Axel Dieter Diedel, Axel Dieter, um, formed a stable called Ringkampf, Ring Life. And that's where Imper- Imperium's a spinoff of that, okay. and Thatcher at one point I did was not part know that. of that. I did not know so that. So that's where this is suddenly coming from. This isn't an out-of-nowhere well, it's an out of nowhere thing in NXT, but when he said, you know, when they started showing up and Thatcher did that promo with uh, is just like, you know, there are things in my past, that's the thing that he's talking okay. about. Okay, I did not know that. I did not know any of that. I appreciate you educating me on that. I mean, all of it works. for what, I mean, that, that works for me. I just want to make that very clear. Part of this is I like everybody involved, so... right. You know, like, even if it's messy, I'm still probably going to enjoy it because I like all of the parties involved in this. And so I'm on board. And if you want to keep them face and have them feud with Imperium, that's just as good, too. Yeah, I mean, that uh, any of these scenarios works. And I, I've just sort of always assumed it would get back to the two of them splitting off at some point. Like, does it need to be right now? No. I mean, I think that you can you can keep them together, as you alluded to. But... You know, th- these aren't these aren't guys that needed to be aligned with each other for eternity. They're not they're not really tag team perform. I mean, I guess Champa. All right, never mind. <laughs> never mind. <laughs> I was going to say there. All right, I caught myself. All right, very good. I think we've covered everything that we need to cover, and we already said goodbye. So now we just say, um, go fuck yourself. I guess.